Hello and welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I'm Priscilla McKinney, CEO and Little Bird Mama here. And I have with me today my executive VP, my trusty sidekick who keeps me in line <laughs> and always makes this podcast a lot more fun, uh, Ashley LeBlanc. Thanks for having me. I think we make a pretty good team. I think we do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Wonder Twin Powers. It's so yeah, good. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> well, today we're going to talk about subject near and dear our hearts, but also we get pulled aside a lot, whether we're at conferences or we've just spoken somewhere or we're trying to get to a plane <laughs> or whatever the situation is. People often want to pick our brains for a few minutes about some of the ways that we have been able to have so much success on social, right? And when we show up to an event, even when it's not an event that we're putting on, people are often surprised by how much it seems that we're actually in control of the event or somehow an authority on the event. And so I listen, I know that that might sound super pompous, but I'm telling you, that is what people think. And so if this is important to your brand, where you feel like you spend a lot of money to go to a particular conference and you want to get the maximum out of it, think about that truth. Because we go in and it's not co-opting somebody's conference, but it is about participating so successfully that your name and brand and your people's thought leadership becomes synonymous with the excellence that is at that event. If that is in any way intriguing to you or important to you, you're going to love this because we're going to just go back and forth and share a couple of tips that we have about how we actually go about making social media a success for us, for our brands, and really for any event that we're at, but for our industry. And also in terms of like making it successful, part of that is taking the stress out of social. I think what we hear in conversations all the time is anxiety and stress cause people to not use social because they don't understand the algorithm, because they don't know what to say, because they aren't a graphic designer and can't make the image, right? They don't know what to put out there. So they do the opposite and they don't put out anything. And we know your brand needs to show up digitally. Of course, that means Google, but that means on social media as well. So wherever your most ideal persona is whatever social channels they are on your brand also needs to have a presence. So how do you attack social in a relatively, I don't want to say completely stress-free because that's not, I mean, life is stressful. That's just life, but in a relatively stress-free way where you're not coming into the office every day thinking, oh my gosh, do we have anything going out on social? How long has it been since our last post? Here's the question. Can you square up your entire social calendar in the first 60 days of the calendar year? That way, the rest of the year, you are not worried about what is going out on social in the slightest. You can be in the moment. You can be at that conference and add some timely things. But your standard content, it's just happening. It's in the background and it's rolling out, right? Like that to me is stress-free social media. You know, you say that, Ashley, but I know you live it because I was just in our back end of HubSpot looking at some social and I was talking with the prospect and I just went ahead and shared my screen and showed them what I meant on that side, not knowing what would be out there, but I know our system and I know our system works. And sure enough, there was over 900 posts that were already graphic, copywritten, hashtagged, 
thought through with SEO keywords, had links, and they were already scheduled on our various platforms. Over 900. I just go out on any given day. Talk about stress relief. So today we're going to offer a couple of things that kind of make you say, yes, 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 I agree. I agree. But how, Ashley, how do I do this? So we're going to satisfy that a little bit today. But I just want to remind you as we going into it, just to underscore what Ashley said, that you need a digital footprint. Nobody is immune. No company is immune to this. This is the reality of work. Social media has changed the way that we live and that we work and you need to be there. And as far as your brand and your career is concerned, unseen is unsold. So let's talk about some little tips that might help you take the pressure off as you try to be seen. Okay. I'm going to kick us off by answering the question of, okay, sure. I'm in, I'm going to do my social. What do I post? right? That that is the question going back to what I mentioned earlier that causes the fear, the anxiety, and then ultimately is someone freezing and not doing anything. So I'm going to get slightly nerdy for a second. I'm going to use a big word, the algorithm, right? We throw it around in terms of social media, but what does this actually mean? Each social platform has their own specific algorithm, even within social platforms. Sometimes we have multiple algorithms, right? On Instagram, you have your feed algorithm, your reels algorithm, your story algorithm. But what we're talking about here is a social platform system for serving up content to a user that is going to be relevant and keep that user on the social platform. So one of the most key elements to an algorithm is diversity. So let's just kind of take the Facebook algorithm for a second. So of course, Facebook is looking for relevant content to a user, right? Are you mentioning things that they're interested in? Do you align with the things that they're shopping for, that they're searching for, the pages that they like, the people that they're connected to? But even once you nail all of that relevancy, what Facebook is trying to do or LinkedIn or any of these other social platforms is serve me up a variety of content. So my feed is full of things like videos and images and posts with links and then some text-based posts, right? If you scroll your feed, you're going to see a combination of those things. Now, if you are a person who primarily watches videos, your feed will be full of more videos. If you click on a lot of images and look at a lot of pictures, you're going to see mostly images. If you click on a lot of links, you're going to see a lot of links, but it will always be a combination of those things. So what does this mean for brands? When you are creating your social strategy, it should be a combination of all those things. We know images and videos do very well on social media, has a an actual picture, right? Something to look at when someone is scrolling. Actually, photos on Facebook specifically get 53% more likes, 104% more comments, and 84% more click-throughs than just a text-based post. That's just photos or a graphic, right? A graphic image. Videos will kick that up even an extra notch. So want a combo of images, videos, links. Another interesting thing that you can do too, what about like a giveaway or promotion, right? These boosts of engagement at Little Bird, we try to run, we love to give away stuff. If you know us, if you've been to any of our so events, like marketing day. What's wrong with us? We just constantly give away stuff. Maybe maybe we both secretly have a dream of becoming a game show host. Maybe yes. that's 
Yes, I would agree. <laughs> you know, that solves it all for me, actually. Right. Really, everything's coming clear now. But with promotions, you can be strategic. It doesn't have to be, you know, here's a $50 gift card, right? Let's just give it away. With us, every quarter, we give away more stuff than just this, but strategically every quarter we do a giveaway where we're focusing in on one of our personas, a conference that we're attending, one of our lines of business, whether it's social influence or our SOAR strategy for attending a big event in Chicago, maybe we'll do a big Chicago package. If we're doing a partnership with women in research, maybe it's a big wire package. Insights Marketing Day, that's another big one. So we run a lot of promotions on social media to see a boost in engagement that is going to help us in the algorithm, help our other posts do well, give us a boost in followers, right? So you want to structure your content with a variety of things, not just the same thing over and over again, because what you're going to do is one, it's not, the algorithm's not going to favor you. And you're also just going to bore your audience, right? Like social media was not created to be boring. No one's going to look at your social channels if it is insanely predictable. So I know a lot of you are agreeing with Ashley and that feels like a lot of stress because you're thinking, oh my gosh, I have so many things to create. Everything has to be different. But I'm going to give you the counterbalance to that and to say that not everything needs to be different, but you need to be mindful of what she said about how you present it. So let me kind of tell you my top tip about how you can effectively reuse resources and not put so much pressure on yourself for brand new content, right? So what she was kind of talking about maybe starts making you feel like that's campaigning and that that's a little bit more time bound, but there's also a way that you can strategically use what she was saying, like some images, some links, some video, some this, but use it for the content that you already have. So I'm going to give you a good for example. Let's say that you spent a lot of time to create this fantastic blog. And we know this is true because our friend Andy Crestadina at Orbit Studios always does an amazing blog survey every year. And then he shares with us the answers. We'll put that link in the show notes because we love his work and we love our colleagues and we'll be his hype girls. It's totally fine. But he talks about really being good about looking at your own metrics. And let's say you have a blog post. You spent, I think his latest survey is that people spend an average of two and a half hours writing a blog. <laughs> so if you've spent a lot of time writing a blog that was so critical to what you do and helping people understand what you do or just helpful to them, period, and it's getting good traction, then we need to make sure we get the most out of it. So yes, let's say we started with a particular blog post, okay? And it was really amazing, did very well. Well, from that blog post, I don't want to just send people the link to that blog. Like Ashley said, now I want to think about, is there a small micro video I can create that would promote this blog? Is there maybe three graphics I could pull that would maybe feature some pull quotes of what was talked about in this blog? Could I take what was written about here and maybe reformat it a little bit, maybe with a different, a different graphic and send it out to my email base? Could I then take that blog and actually call somebody like maybe Ashley in my case 
and talk about it live on a podcast. We don't have to reinvent the wheel every time. And you might be surprised to find out that when we're looking for key things to talk about in our podcast, we go back to our blogs and say, hey, what's performing well? What do we know is being of service to people? Maybe we could take that same idea, that same content, and maybe reformat it a little bit. Let's take a quick break so I can tell you about this show's sponsor. Are you looking for experts and tools to collect research data worldwide? Global sampling, field management, and data collection are just some of the services that Gazelle Global provides. Visit gazelleglobal.com to learn more about how our expertise can help you unearth quality data that drives meaningful insights. Get your research done anywhere around the world quickly and efficiently. Visit gazelleglobal.com today. So I'll give you a little peek behind the curtain. Today, we're giving you some of our tips and thinking about them really in the context of our daily lives and our daily lives as content marketers. But we have a resource that you can look at on littlebirdmarketing.com slash resources. And there is a guide there that is top tips on how to crush it on social media. And it has performed very well. So it's obviously something people want to know more about, but we're chatting about that in a different format and really reusing our resource, right? So the key there is to know, you have to do a little bit of tests to know what is really working because you don't want to just keep reusing <laughs> content that nobody really cares about. So you do have to have some structure to be able to know that, but then you can take that beautiful big piece of content and now break it up I call it the Thanksgiving day Turkey scenario. Yes. So if it is worth spending all this time getting up at 2 AM, like there's a lot of people saying, oh yeah, yeah, we do this every year, but we do it every year. And at the end we say, why do we do this every year? <laughs> but it's worth doing right. And it's worth having everybody around. It's worth all of the effort. Well, if that's the case, we don't the next day throw everything out. You know, any good mom is going to make Thanksgiving day, turkey sandwiches next day, right? The day after that is going to be turkey a la king. The day after that is going to be some kind of turkey casserole that you've never heard of before and on and on and on. And those really great people are going to boil those bones down for some great broth. But you get my point is that if it's worth doing once on in a big way, then you can see that as a resource that needs to be pulled apart in multiple different ways. And that keeps you from having to create so many things from scratch. That's good. <laughs> That's so good because it's overwhelming. Social media is overwhelming. Developing content is overwhelming. And I know if you've made it this far in the podcast, you're like, okay, great. I can do that. That check, check. But where do I have the time? When do I have the time to do this? Right. I mentioned earlier, relatively stress-free social media, but showing up to the office every day uh, whether you're the marketing person or in the C-suite or whoever you are showing up to the office every day and trying to spend 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. We know social media is a black hole. What do I post, right? Trying to find something interesting to post. And I'll kind of side note here. This can go for your personal LinkedIn as well, not just your company pages, but showing up and deciding what to post that day, stressful social media batch processing, what we call batch processing or doing your content in batches or in categories, relatively stress-free social media. And so batch processing is actually the most efficient way to increase your social media exposure. And this is what it actually means, right? It means you're going to sit down and you're going to create a batch of content, schedule that content out 
and get the work done. As Priscilla mentioned earlier, right now in our HubSpot, we have over 900 social media posts already scheduled, right? I am not stressed about what is going out today, tomorrow, next week, next month, the next couple of months, right? I get to be in the moment in social, tap into timely conversations, and I'm not worried about the other content that's going out. So I'm going to give uh, two kind of side tips here. One should be categorizing your content. That means what are you actually promoting, right? Different categories. So I'm going to throw out another resource that we have on our website, littlebirdmarketing.com slash resources. We have a social media calendar. You can use this for your brand or you can use it for your personal channels. But what it's going to do is it's going to help you develop social media categories and then it's going to work you through batch processing it, scheduling out, just starting with a month of content, right? If you've never scheduled content before and you're working in the moment, scheduling a year out can be overwhelming. So my suggestion would be start with a month. Once you know that, go a little bit further. Can you go a quarter? Can you go six months? And then can you go a year? Can you try to schedule out your batch content for a year? So when we're breaking it down, I want to look at it really through the lens of the buyer's journey, right? The different stages of the buyer's journey, awareness, consideration, decision. And at Little Bird, we call this the rule of 15. So I'm going to break it down 10, 4, and 1. That gets us 15. This is the way that our posts should break down. This is the ratio of if we were looking at 15 posts, right? 10 of your posts should be in that more awareness stage. These are posts geared towards those who are becoming aware of your brand or their need for a product or service because their symptoms are high. This is pretty indirect. This may be content that is just relatable for your ideal persona content that is helpful for your ideal persona. So this may be sharing industry links, sharing other people's blogs, sharing tips and tricks for just addressing symptoms, right? You are not calling out your brands. You're not pitching a service. You're not talking about you at all. So that's 10 posts. The next four, this would be more consideration. This is geared towards those considering actual products or services, right? So let's take it through the lens of marketing. In consideration stage, maybe the person is asking, do I insource marketing? Do we hire someone onto our marketing team or do we outsource and work with an agency? So in my four posts here, I may share a blog that we wrote about insourcing versus outsourcing or a podcast that we did on it, right? Again, I am not saying hire Little Bird Marketing for your agency. I am just throwing the solutions out there. So really these four posts are more solution-based. And then lastly, our last post here is really where you go in for the sale. This is where I say Little Bird Marketing is the agency that you need to choose to your last post here. This is our decision stage, right? This is where you go in for the actual sale. You talk about yourself, you talk about your brand, and not only that, but how your brand is going to answer their problems. You offer yourself as the solution. So this is the one salesy uh, post out of the 15. So of course, you can amplify this ratio, but 15 is just a really kind of achievable number here. So we have, again, 10 that are in the awareness stage. We have 
four that are in consideration and just one where you are talking about yourself. Don't get that backwards. I love that because you started this podcast by saying a lot of people come to us says, what am I going to write? What am I going to post? And that often is something that keeps somebody from really getting a content marketing plan going. But the second thing we hear is they go, oh, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to be creepy. I don't want to be yucky. I don't want to be, okay, well then don't. <laughs> the rule of 15 that you just gave will keep you from doing that. Keep you honest to saying, hey, I want to have a reputation out there of being helpful, being interesting, being interested. And that's going to earn me the right to be seen and respected as the solution that they should consider in their final decision stage. So I love that. That's a perfect setup, Ashley. Well, like we said, we do love doing giveaways and <laughs> you can go visit littlebirdmarketing.com slash resources. There's all kinds of freebies out there. And we hope that they're very helpful for you. But next time you see us somewhere, if you want to pull us aside, tell us what tips that we've offered have worked for you. And just know that this is our area of expertise. Like this to us is just kind of duh, right? But I remember when I was first starting my business, how I listened to experts in this field like I remember every flight I was on, just like, I'm going to re-listen to that podcast again. I'm going to, I got to listen to it three times. And I just was, I was insatiable trying to learn how do these people do it? I see the pros out there with such beautiful posts and such consistency and such a honing in on their brand and expertise. And I could not figure out how they were keeping it all going. And now I do believe that we have achieved that and people are looking at us and asking, and I want to be that firm that pulls the curtain back and tries to show you how it can be done and that you can achieve this. Of course, we'd love to work with you, but we're not for everybody. And so if this free guide is good for you and helps you get in a better place for your business, that's what we're hoping for. So we hope you enjoyed that. Ashley, thanks for helping me. You're always my go-to social media guru. <laughs> so from all of the peeps here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.